0: A lot going on. News continues. I want to hand it over to Chris for Cuomo Time. Chris? Love, Lambshanks. Love you, Anderson. Thank you very much. I am Chris Cuomo. Welcome to Primetime. Breaking news. The president is ramping up his border war with Mexico, now threatening tariffs on all Mexican goods if it does not step up enforcement of illegal immigration. Does this hurt Mexico or us? We have a new senior advisor to the re-election campaign for the president here tonight, Kimberly Guilfoyle joins us, happy to have her. And we also have a man who wants to unseat the president with us tonight. He blames this president for the border crisis and just rolled out his new anti-Trump immigration plan. That man is Beto O'Rourke, and he's here for an exclusive ahead. And Washington's newest odd couple, Ted Cruz and AOC teaming up. I think this is the best news for you and me in a long time. Details ahead. It's time to test. Let's get after it. All right, this is the news. The president is warning Mexico tonight. You will have a 5% tariff per month on all goods entering the United States unless you start getting after illegal immigration to the White House's satisfaction. Okay, and remember, he vows a number hike equal to the initial five percent each month. This is heavy stuff, a dramatic escalation. Question is, what's the sell? Why is this good for us and not bad for us as consumers? We have his new 2020 senior campaign advisor here tonight, Kimberly Guilfoyle. Good to have you.
1: Great to be here. Congratulations
0: on the new gig. No pressure, no pressure. Yeah. All right, so help me understand this. Mm -hmm. Because what's the concern with tariffs? Uh, we, we, We know this that they get passed on, the importer to the consumer, so you wind up hitting us to punish them. What's the sell?
1: Well, so when you think about it, the president campaigned very heavily on this in terms of the immigration crisis. And people have generally agreed this is an intractable problem, but it really has reached a crisis point. You even have New York Times saying that we have a crisis at the southern border. And why wouldn't Mexico, as one of our economic partners, bear some of the responsibility, have some skin in the game? Why is it always that the United States is disproportionately affected with other people not doing their fair share? This is in sound keeping with the president's policy of being tough on immigration. immigration, border security, really securing it so we don't have these porous borders where people are coming over. There's human trafficking, there's drugs coming in, leading to a drug epidemic, crime. And having worked as a prosecutor for many years in San Francisco, which was a sanctuary city, and in Los Angeles, I saw all too well the real problem of people coming in, criminal recidivists, with records, multiple times deported and coming back in and committing crimes like we saw with Kate Steinle in San Francisco. No
0: question. It's real. We both know that if you're worried about criminality, the place to start isn't with illegal entrance. But there's no question there are criminals among them and recidivists. I don't think it's the heart of the problem, but that takes us to what the solution is. Mm -hmm. Same way. We still wind up in the same place. I get going after Mexico. We both know they're the weaker partner, right? They don't have the capabilities that the United States do, but a lot of people come through their way. Yesterday was one of the biggest roundups of people they've right. had. Over, Over a, a thousand, thousand people. No good. In. Has to change. Um, kids are going to be in bad trouble. We've had six pass. Who knows what's going to happen? Well,
1: Absolutely. You have Young children, like, like young uh, girls, 10 no to good. 13 years of age no are good. automatically checked for rape or pregnancy because of what's happening. If and they can be. it's not okay to allow people right. to come over if and If they can be, but they're understaffed.
0: They're begging Congress. They're begging the White House for help uh, down there, DHS, CBP. They're mm-hmm. not getting the help that they want. Big problem. I don't get this solution um, because what happens now? You put the tariffs. Mexico says fine, but I pay them. Right, because I'm the consumer, and now you've got the trade deal with Mexico. What if they push back? What if it, you know, what well, if it threatens the trade deal? Well, why is well, this the solution? Well,
1: great point. Because why are the Democrats stonewalling and not allowing this to come to a vote? This is the problem. What we're seeing, the president repeatedly over and over again, it says, partner with me. Let's work on this problem, this crisis of immigration at the southern border. We can all agree that there's a situation that needs to be addressed. The president has tried and tried again, but now he needs to do something different. And this is very consistent with what he said he was going to do. Mexico, you're going to have to do your fair share. We're no longer going to have the American taxpayer who works very hard for their paycheck every day shoulder the burden of your Gross irresponsibility at the border allowing these people to come over. Why not it's go got to the to triangle to it?
0: Why not go to the triangle and say, Let me help you people? Let me help you with the conditions that are making your people come to us, because I don't believe they're legit asylum claims. I think they're economic claims. Let me help you. He said he wanted to pull aid. Will that only make it worse?
1: No, I don't think so, because it's a problem. You have the United States over and over again doing the same thing, which is a definition of insanity if you expect a different result. We keep rewarding people who aren't working honestly as our partners in the United States saying, "Okay, this country has a problem. They're coming over. They're not doing anything, Chris. It's only Mm. getting worse to secure the border, to prevent people coming in from South American We don't countries. give them that much either, though. Well, I'll tell you what. But nevertheless, they're still getting help from us. And I don't think it's unreasonable. And the American people want the president to honor his promises about border security, which relates directly to national security. He would not be doing his job if he didn't get tough with it. And let's see if they understand, because this is not a man who says he's going to do something and not do it. He will f- fulfill this promise. It's going to be 5%. It's going to have an escalator if they don't take it seriously. I think he's going to get their attention, just like he has with China. Tariffs work if you have patience at the plate.
0: Well, we'll see, because they get passed off onto the consumer. That's the problem. You see what's happening with the farmers. But look, time will tell. They'll he be, he, he, be he will be an adjustment in the in system. The election. There'll Did be an adjustment
1: it? in the system. It's a little bit of tough love. There may be some growing pains with this, but it really has reached a crisis point where he has to well, act. But, it's a, but it
0: is a crisis he's imposing with the tariffs. But again, as you said, time will tell and he'll be measured in the election. No,
1: The crisis is because of illegal immigration coming over Mexico, That's not to the border. To secure I'm talking about borders. with China. You, right. you put two with, because, guess what? Tariffs work. And he's employing a similar idea and proposal that he has with China. And we haven't said, seen if they were. do. We, we haven't seen the man. deal
0: happen in China. But again, third time. Time will tell. Mm-hmm. He'll be tested in the election. The impeachment situation. Let me ask something for the position of the campaign. Sure. Does the campaign accept the proposition that Russia interfered in the 2016 election and we must stop them from doing it in 2020?
1: Well, there was some indication that there was Facebook attempts, etc., to interfere with the election. Right. But again, what did we find specifically that there was so much money spent, millions and millions of dollars, two years on an investigation that yielded no results despite the bias that was inherent in it. Well, there and you was had a result. There was Russian was,
0: interference happened. It was pernicious as it was widespread. It is continued. When you say it was
1: pernicious and widespread, the, yeah. there's been no finding or determination that it had an impact whatsoever on the United States election. Should that type of thing be taken seriously if it's happening and investigated? What do you mean if it's sure. happening?
0: Do you think it happened or you don't think it happened?
1: Well, I'm reading the reports on it that they say there was attempts with Facebook, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Do I yeah. think it was like widespread or pernicious? No, I do not. Do I think that it had an impact on the 2016 election? No. Do I think that the Democrats wish that it did so they can have another excuse to say why President Trump is in the Oval Office? I see. So there's no that's... obstruction, no collusion. And now they're saying there's, tri- there's going to well, be there's know, a cover-up. I get occurred. the talking
0: point, but you know none of that is true.
1: No, I do know there
0: that. There was collusion. There was no criminal conspiracy. Thank God. The president is not a traitor. He wasn't a foreign agent. There's no proof of any of that. Thank God. But they um,
1: wasted the taxpayers' money. Well, no, but there so was, was collusion. The People on that campaign
0: did dumb things that they knew they money. shouldn't have done. And they lied about it.
1: Where was there any finding that there was any kind of insufficient evidence, no evidence whatsoever... Manafort giving giving the polling data to a guy
0: with connection to Russian intel... Stupid move. Taking that meeting in Trump Tower? Stupid move. Okay, Lying where is the evidence the of any kind
1: of obstruction or collusion oh, whatsoever? No. Well, that's, and that is way, collusion. If, if, it's not a crime, but it is collusion. If Robert Mueller, by the way, who overstepped his bounds by being going forward and making that statement, had found any evidence, and the prosecutor's job, as you know, I'm a former mm-hmm. prosecutor, is to determine if there is sufficient evidence that a crime has been committed and that that individual is guilty of that Prosecute crime. Prosecute or not, that's and his job. And he found... No evidence to support that. And in fact, William Barr went a step further and released the whole report, even when Mueller was saying just release certain portions of it. So there has been transparency. They have put up with all kinds of witch hunts and investigation here. They didn't like the outcome of the 2016 Why witch election. Hunt when the interference They was know real. that the strong economy can result, as you know, you come from a family of politics, strong economy incumbents get reelected. They Very don't strong. want to see the president remain in the Oval Office. Who's and the Democrats and many people in the Mueller's mainstream not a media. Democrat. Well, I don't know what he registered Rosenstein as, but I do know what he did in over-
0: wasn't a Democrat.
1: I do know what he did in overstepping his bounds. And let me tell you something. Remember in the Kenneth Starr uh, report, and he did the investigation on Bill Clinton. Eleven times he used the word guilty. Right? Did you hear Robert Mueller ever use those words? No, he never got, he never got the president
0: was- in the chair. How is he going to get him on obstruction president, when, one, he's got guidance not to indict a sitting president? And two, the one guy at the center of it wouldn't give him any answers. No,
1: 2,300 subpoenas. president
0: didn't give him a single FBI answer on obstruction. FBI
1: agents. This was an investigation that went on and on. But the president they never pre- gave them anything They wanted a predetermined outcome. They didn't get it. He didn't give them anything on obstruction. Mueller because Mueller is a he didn't lifelong Republican. He
0: can't be part of an anti-Trump situation. Well, he's
1: a lifelong I don't Republican. he's Part of an anti-Trump situation or not, but I do know as a prosecutor that he overstepped his bounds. You're with trying what to what he find out something happened with to try to appease the Democrats who were upset because they were hoping that he was going to be, you know, Santa Why Claus for them. Why would he want to appease the to Democrats? Put the president out of Come office. Come on, he's
0: an independent broker. He always has been. Everybody respects him Has he really? Because,
1: in fact, he overstepped his bounds
0: when he made those statements. I think he did it, though, in your favor. Because he's supposed to say, prosecutor declined. But he can't because his hands are tied. So he wants to explain what no, he no. does. And he says, I can't do this. I'm not even going to say if I found criminal activity because I don't want to be unfair to the president because he won't have his day in court. But I can't say he didn't do anything wrong. Okay, I can't exonerate. Totally I something. thought he that's, bent over backwards to be fair. William
1: Barr... Okay, said specifically that Mueller could have reached a conclusion right. and not violated DOJ policy to not quote make charges against sitting president. If he had the evidence to support it, you would have read it. In the report, it wasn't there. He does. There. He has
0: five different counts of obstruction that have significant proof Nothing them.
1: against the president. There is no finer conclusion that the president There is no conclusion because he said he couldn't draw one
0: and he left it to Congress. And now we're going to see what they do Well, with
1: guess it. what? And additionally, as William Barr said, that the DOJ and the investigations that they do do not serve as an adjunct to Congress. True, true. They just want a different outcome. So now they're saying they're going go, to the continue they? to do this. Because Mueller can't the be Democrats, part of that. Democrats and the cast of characters running, trying to unseat President Trump. This is what they're raising money on. Impeachment, impeachment, so impeachment. Are you. I'm not raising money on the impeachment. The campaign
0: put out, a, put out his thing saying they want to impeach your president and give us money.
1: Well, guess what? The, the people that support the president of the United States believe in him, and they've seen that, in fact, despite this president being completely cooperative, he didn't putting sit everything for an interview. out there.
0: He didn't answer a single question on obstruction.
1: The president was totally transparent and cooperated with this investigation. Except he didn't sit for an and so, interview and didn't answer a single, single question. And the Department of Justice, there is no evidence of it. I know, is but is no he didn't give them any because he didn't talk to them. There is no evidence of the obstruction. There, there are is no five, there's of a of lot the of
0: evidence problem. of it. They didn't Where? get any directly from Where him. Where for
1: the president? But now they say that he's in get, oh, engaged in a cover-up of what? Of innocence? I mean, come on. It's absolutely ridiculous. His
0: efforts to control during that proceeding was what they were looking at. But now it'll come to Congress, and I make you this promise. Go ahead. This must end. It has to. It has to find a Well, it its should
1: have end. been ended already. We've already got well, the Well, Mr. Mueller and the says conclusion. he's done.
0: We'll figure out what Congress is going to do. Other issues are going to come up now well, that I'll are going to matter. I'll it's going to be the border, it's now. going to be the economy, it's right. going to be trade. The campaign has a place on this show. You are welcome to come on and argue the positions of the campaign whenever you want.
1: Well, it's our position that, in fact, that they don't want to focus on the results and the economic boom, record low unemployment across the board. So they want to talk about crimes that never happened. And now they want to, you know, pivot to cover up.
0: I don't see that situation as you do. And that's okay because we will always disagree on this show decently. And you always have a place to make your case.
1: Oh, you've been so nice. Chris. No,
0: no, just <laughs> just fair. We have known each other a long time. That's true. We certainly but have. Always certainly tough have. but fair. And you always have an opportunity. Be All well. Right, thank you. Good to have you here. Thank you, Kimberly Guilfoyle. Right now, it is super important to police the truth. We have to, because it's the only thing we have to go on, especially on matters related to the Mueller probe. There was a raft of attacks by this president today. What does the truth do to them? Does it help them swim or sink? We'll see next. Fact check. Got to do it. The president of the United States said a lot of things today about issues that matter. And here we call out balls and strikes. Take a listen.
2: I think he is a total conflicted person. I think Mueller is a true never Trumper. He's somebody that dislikes Donald Trump. He's somebody that didn't get a job that he requested that he wanted very badly.
0: All right. Now here are the facts. The DOJ found no conflict. Congress never raised it. The White House didn't raise it. In fact, Steve Bannon, remember him? He said the idea of Mueller having a conflict was ridiculous. Mueller did not ask to be this president's FBI director. It was the other way around. He was asked to come in for an interview. Material distinction there. When POTUS claims unprecedented cooperation, you heard it in the interview, but let's iterate it now. What Mr. Mueller wanted most and needed most, he never got from this president. The president never answered a single question in person, and his lawyered written responses never even touched the issue of obstruction. That's why the written answers were found to be inadequate by the Mueller team. Some campaign folks deleted relevant communications. Not helpful. Others were convicted of lying to investigators. Not helpful. Even when this president then stumbled today in a tweet into what appeared to be an admission of the basic threat that Russia attacked our election and did so to help him, he then had to backpedal to this.
2: Russia didn't help me at all. Russia, if anything, I think helped the other side.
0: We know Russia not only tried to help the Trump campaign and only the Trump campaign, but the Trump campaign expected to benefit from its interference. Even the Republican-led Senate Intel Committee found, quote, there was no pro-Clinton content on Facebook or Instagram as part of the Russian influence campaign. And when POTUS claims Mueller didn't find obstruction either, look, let's call it what it is, that's a lie. Mueller repeatedly pointed to substantial evidence that this president tried to obstruct justice. This
3: is why Mr. Mueller said this. If we had had confidence that the president clearly did not commit a crime, we would have said so. And they didn't
0: say so. So now Congress has to figure out what to say about it all. And you must decide what matters to you and how much. But let's start with the facts. All right, I want to get back to the president's new tariff threat from Mexico for the purpose of halting illegal immigration. It feels muscular, right? It sounds strong, but who's it going to hurt more, them or us? That is the making of a great debate with these two lookers here next. Breaking news. 5% tariff on all goods from Mexico unless it stops the flow of illegal immigrants to the United States. The president says it'll start a week from Monday and it increases 5% every month, up to 25% by October. It sounds muy fuerte, very strong, but whom will it squeeze? Us or Mexico? Sounds like the making of a great debate. Karen Finney, Rick Santorum. Let's get after it. Rick Make the case
3: well, look uh, the uh, the Mexicans are responsible for the surge at the border. I mean that most of the people coming across the border as you know, are folks coming from uh, from Guatemala, Honduras, mm-hmm. El Salvador and uh, and they're traveling through Mexico and Mexico is giving them uh, you know uh, the ability to cross that border, the southern border of Mexico, mm-hmm. allowing them to go through their country and then Piling up on our border—that I mean—it's clearly their fault, and and they they can do something about it. Give President credit; he's tried. Uh, he's negotiated a deal recently with Guatemala, and he's working to, with those countries to try to stem the tide. But I think the frustration the president has shown uh, is 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 reasonable. And and the Mexicans need to respond. And I think the president's put the put the uh, put the hammer down. Okay, so, Karen, fair point
0: about Mm -hmm. Mexico's fix on the problem. I would push back on the idea that the president has worked with Guatemala. He threatened to pull funds from them. But he has had the DHS acting secretary go down there. And he did have the uh, DHS secretary before go. Pompeo's tried. So they were trying to do some help, whether or not the president was uh, aiding those efforts or not. But what is your problem with the tariffs?
4: Well, for starter, I mean, there's two things. Number one, so essentially what you're saying to Mexico is that if if someone is coming from uh, Latin America Mm -hmm. and and they say to you at the border in Mexico, I'm coming to apply for refugee status in the United States of America, are we really asking Mexico to engage in our foreign policy to make determinations about who should or shouldn't be here, should have the ability to apply uh, for refugee status? I I don't think just blaming Mexico, I think that's overly simplistic. Secondly, I think the tariffs, I mean, you know, the president has been in in trying to tout this economy. Right. He's trying to tout this trade deal that he's gotten uh, with Mexico uh, and Canada. And I think these tariffs will absolutely damage his ability to claim a success in that area. And then third, the thing I would say is that. As with the tariffs we're already seeing that are in place, it is going to hurt American businesses. There are always these unintended consequences. And so I think we need to be concerned about all three of those. All right. I'm not crazy about the
0: first one because Mexico's a sovereign nation. And when people come to their border and say they want to go somewhere, it doesn't matter where they want to go. International right. law says they should be claiming asylum there. So they have uh, the ability to speak on the second and third points. Rick, I don't want to pay any more for stuff. I got two teenagers. (laughs) I got, you know, I got a family that buys stuff. Tariffs hit you and me. They don't hurt that country. And Mexico sells us a lot of stuff that we want and need. You worried about this messing with the economy?
3: Well, first, on the first point, I would agree. If someone from Mexico shows up at the border and says, I want to go to Canada, we don't say, oh, come on in. And that's just that's just not what a country does. So that that's a illegitimate one on on the point. Look, there's a legitimate argument. Uh, for people to say that we shouldn't be using tariffs as a as a tool to try to get our way in trade or in this case with respect to immigration but i will tell you this that we have for the first time seen the chinese come really seriously to the table and we've seen the president be very tough on them and and uh, you know and on an issue that is vitally important which is them stealing our technology and the True. world's technology and, and and the president yes but he's not banging there, them on that yet rick is, i'm, is I'm there, with you
0: about china but he's not banging them on the it stuff yet and the the tariffs, we're putting billions into our farmers reason, to backfill the cost.
3: It's the principal reason that, that the, the the administration has not gone forward with the deal is because the Chinese have backed away from, from doing what the world, not just right. the United States, the that's world the wants China to do. And They're not and doing so, what we want them to the do, tarif- and now we have tariffs
0: well, that are hurting the farmers.
3: They are hurting some of our people here. That's true, but but it is hurting China far far worse than it's hurting the United States. And and China is not in as good an economic shape as the United States is. So the penalties are much harsher on the Chinese. And the long-term benefit to farmers and everybody else by keeping our technological advantage and and, and keeping China, and making China live by the laws that the rest of the world has to with respect to intellectual property, I kindly is well worth the short-term pain. And I think well, even but it a lot depends-
0: Depends who's, farmers, but hurting, depends who's understand feeling that. So let's end on this. Karen, better solution. What would make a better fix at the border?
4: How about instead? Well, I think actually we need to go back to a policy that we had that was actually starting to work, which is a program of aid to those countries. I heard you talking about it earlier in this Not hour. To that. And that would, is, in some way to, as a way to try to help the conditions mm. in those countries so that people aren't actually coming here.
0: Yeah. Look, look, Rick, what's the what's the plus minus? Plus minus is it feels strong. I'm going to punish you if you don't do what I want. But what have we all learned as parents, in my case, a constantly failing parent, which is when you catch them doing something right, when you reward the good behavior, behavior changes faster than when you take punitive measures. And aren't you concerned we're going to see that with Mexico? They're going to muscle up. They're going to knuckle up. They got a new administration there that are not predisposed to being friendly to this president. Is he giving them entree to get into a fight that we don't need to have?
3: Uh, look I think the, the president this isn't the first time the president has talked to Mexico about dealing with this problem and and as we see as the as the crisis at the border continues to escalate, they're not doing anything about it and at some, at some point you've got to, you've got to bring the hammer down and I think that's what the president's decided to do
0: mm. all right I'm going to leave it there. Uh, I appreciate it very much from both of you. Look, this is going to evolve. If they actually go into effect, we'll start to see the effect that they have, and then we've got to talk about this more because, look, none of this is helping those kids. They're still not getting the resources that they need on the border. The kids still don't have the right kinds of places to stay. They still don't have the medical staff they need. The problem continues. Karen, Rick, thank you for quick work on breaking news. So when it comes to impeachment, Mr. Beto O'Rourke tells me his former colleagues... They have no choice. They must. Why must? Why now? Why the urgency? He's going to explain to you. And he says this president is the problem on the border. He has a plan to turn it around. Let's see how he makes the case. Let's get after it. Big night. New development. Tariffs on Mexico until it stops the flow of people at the southern border. That's what this president wants to do. Beto O'Rourke says this president is the real problem with our immigration system, and he has his own plan to offer you. Question is, will it help Beto O'Rourke gain the traction he sorely needs in the crowded Democratic race? He joins us for an exclusive interview on primetime. And let's start with the polls. Beto O'Rourke, thank you for joining us on primetime. Thanks for having me on. All right. So let's look at the polls from your perspective. When you look at the men and women who are above you, what do you think they have or what are they doing that you're not?
5: I don't know. Uh, You know, our fortunes will rise and fall in the months to come before the first caucus in Iowa in the first primary in New Hampshire. Um, You all had a a poll a couple of weeks ago that had me beating Trump by a greater margin than any other Democratic contender. Um, Who knows what that means this far out, but what I have been doing, uh, showing up in these different states, in the different communities within them, and not writing anybody off based on how big or small their town is, not taking anyone for granted based on their party affiliation, but just listening and learning from them and incorporating what I hear into this campaign. That feels right to me. Politics
0: and then policy. In terms of what we saw as Great. an impact from Mr. Mueller yesterday, uh, there's more energy around certain Democrats saying now is the time. We know what we need to know. It's time to start impeachment inquiry or proceedings, whatever your your choice is. You're one of those people. My question to you, why the rush down impeachment when it comes with political
5: risk? There's no rush. This has been a very sober, deliberate process, more than 300 pages in the Mueller report. And then the only public comments from the principal investigator, the special counsel, Robert Mueller, yesterday, he talked about the fact that he could not clear the president from any implication that he had committed a crime, says that the criminal justice system is not the, um, the appropriate venue in which to try this, but that there are, 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 there are alternatives under the Constitution. Nancy Pelosi says this
0: in terms of these calls for what you're saying impeach right now. Here's her response. We won't be swayed by
6: a few people who think one way or another uh, who are running for president as much as I respect all of them. And they have the
0: freedom to be for impeachment. We have the responsibility to get a result for the American people. A result for the American people. See, that's what I'm talking about in terms of political risk. I think the two thirds of your party, 67 or so percent who say we want impeachment, they mean removal. And I don't think they're going to be able to give that to those people. So result. What does result mean to you?
5: Yeah. Yeah. Results means that we have the facts and the truth and real accountability and justice for what happened to our country. We were attacked by a foreign power in 2016, an attack that was invited by the, the candidate who is now our president. An investigation into that attack, attack was obstructed by this president. Unfortunately, the House of Representatives today has stalled in their pursuit of these facts and the truth. Only impeachment gives them the leverage and the mechanism necessary for us to know exactly what has happened and who is responsible for that. And I understand it is politically difficult and challenging, and I have all the respect in the world for Speaker Pelosi. And I know that she will get to the right decision on this, but our our country is depending on it. And that's why I bring this urgency to this issue. All right. uh, Speaking of urgent
0: issues, let's talk about immigration. Looking at
5: your plan, uh, the
0: Beto O'Rourke immigration plan, pathway to citizenship, reuniting separated families, rescinding travel bans, stopping work on the border wall, boosting staffing to expand inspections, investing five billion dollars in the Northern Triangle. Let me ask you, Why do you need to stop work on the border wall? You know that the acting head of the DHS who ran CBP has been in it for a long time, Mr. McAleenan. uh, He and others on the border say we need it. We need the physical border. Uh, It's not immoral and it helps us funnel people to the right places of entry, It keeps people safer. Why stop the work?
5: Because what Kevin McAleenan is doing, what President Trump is doing, this administration, they're creating chaos on the border. Kevin McAleenan has presided over an agency that has seen the deaths of of six children just in the last year that were within their custody. The more than 600 miles of walls that we already have have produced the deaths of thousands of migrants who are just attempting to join their families or find work or flee persecution in some of the deadliest countries on the face of the planet today. I don't
0: know. You may have information. I don't. I don't have any information uh, that the men and women who were watching these kids are responsible for their deaths. Uh, what I've seen come out in the reporting and the action reports is that they are overwhelmed with need. McAleenan, uh Nielsen before him, they were begging people in Congress when you were there begging for help. They didn't get it. They got half the money they asked for. Yes, it was $480 million. Yes, they spent it. Yes, they have to be accountable, but they're overwhelmed. And one of the things that comes up is capacity. And I see boosting staffing, expand inspections. They don't have the capacity, uh, Beto. They need help. The Democrats aren't giving it. The Republicans aren't giving it. The president isn't giving it. In fact, I remember when you stood outside that facility, Taneo facility, and said, hey, you got to close this. But now they don't have the beds they don't have anywhere to put the kids. What do you do about that?
5: Yeah. So first of all, I'm grateful to you for reporting from the border and, and seeing this with your own eyes. And and one of the things that we know from living on the border is that these families do not belong in detention. They, they pose no risk To this country. And in fact, if we implement something that we call for in our plan, the Family Case Management Program, for a fraction of the cost and at no risk to our communities, we can guarantee that these families show up to their court dates, meet their appointments with ICE officials, and follow our laws. Here's my question to you. Maybe you have some better insight on this.
0: I see such opportunity for everybody in what's happening on the border right now. The president's got his emergency declaration. You and I could spend an hour arguing whether or not it was a righteous use of that statute. But he has it. He's not dipping into those pockets to help with this emergency need. He says the Democrats won't give me the rule changes. This is about emergency help for this capacity and flow, Beto. They need help now to process. You can't just let people into the country. You have to process them. You have to deal with their medical needs. You have to have a place to keep them while you do that. They're begging for it. The Democrats aren't giving it either. Why not? Why don't they step into the
3: void?
5: I don't know if I agree with the premise uh, of your question. I think Democrats are there to meet legitimate concerns and needs, whether it's taking care of those asylum seekers or ensuring that we're following our own asylum laws. But they're not giving DHS the help they need for the emergency situation. That's what I'm saying. Well, DHS is using a program of metering where they're actually rejecting these asylum... Seekers at the ports of entry, forcing them to try to cross in between the ports of entry where they then arrest them, put them in cages in some case. Chris, detention costs 300 bucks a night. Family case management is $36 a day, and it's got a 100% show rate in the immigration courts to make sure that these asylum seekers are following our laws.
0: I still think that this debate about what to do with the big issues... Asylum, family reunification, the family separations, the Flores settlement. They're all legit, Beto. They all have to be argued out and negotiated. No question. But this emergency crisis, these six kids, I can't believe it's not 60. This month and next month are going to be the worst flow that they have to deal with. And I don't get why nobody's speeding them money to help get them accommodations and medical care. If just medical
5: care, why isn't that being rushed to them? I agree with you. And, and maybe this is something that Republicans and Democrats alike can agree upon, that, that we need to be there to make sure that we don't lose the lives of any more children who are within our custody and our care, um, that, that we meet this challenge for those families and do so while we follow our own asylum laws. That's that's all that I'm asking us to do. Better
0: O'Rourke, I appreciate you getting deep into these issues, exchanging your ideas for the audience. You're always welcome here to do exactly that.
5: Thank you very much. I'm grateful.
0: Now, in fairness to Beto O'Rourke, he's not in Congress right now. But just to be very clear, they all say they want to do the right thing by the kids and protect the kids. But they're not doing it. Do you understand? There is no measure being offered up by anybody right now that is specifically tailored to fix this need. They're all adding other things. That's fine. But it's not how you deal with an emergency. And we must stay on it together. All right. Speaking of together. They are lightning rods, these two, in Congress. They're about as far apart on the political spectrum, I think, as you can get. What is bringing Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Ted Cruz together? D-Lemon on the rare and surprising thing we're seeing in Congress. Next. So we have a new odd couple on Capitol Hill. It all started with this. Liberal Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez reaching out to conservative Senator Ted Cruz on Twitter with a deal. Let's work together on a bill banning former members of Congress from becoming lobbyists. Great idea. She says, just a clean bill. No snuck-in clauses, no poison pills. He responds within minutes, you're on now. She could have picked up the phone, but this is how they do it, the kids these days. On Twitter, it's a rare show of bipartisanship. And other lawmakers from the left and right are jumping on. And D Lemon, yes. I love it. I love reaching across because you know they got nothing to do with each other ideologically, right? right? Forget about Senate and House. And I love the concept. They're like, yes, you, if you've you. been in Congress, never, ever be a lobbyist. You should be barred. They are an odd couple, too.
6: You would be Oscar. I would be Felix. I was going to say, Felix, so Felix Unger, was it Oscar Madison? Was it Oscar Madison? Madison? Yeah.
0: Felix Unger. Yeah.
6: I would be Felix. You would be Oscar. You are messy.
0: I am neat. You eat poorly. I eat well. Chris. Yes, sir. You
6: are... You are a mess. Come on now. Don't even try it. Emotionally, yeah, yeah. I am a mess. Psychologically, I am flawed. Yeah. I, I think it's a great idea. I, I love it. I love I everything it, about it. Finally, finally. and Do and you know the same thing when I was uh, reading up on, on this, because so, I knew you and I would be talking about it. I said, doesn't anybody pick up the phone and call, or can't they email, or can't they have like, their assistant or somebody like say, hey, why don't we actually talk on the phone and establish some sort of real relationship. But yeah. you know what? I'll take it. Right. If they can do it. Right. No, no, take I'm
0: 100 percent. And I think, look, I think this <clears throat> is her M.O. Um, you know, she likes to create event politics and she does that. Interestingly, she's not a big interview seeker, uh, but she no. does try to create these organic events. I'm not going to mess with the M.O. on this um, to bar these people. If you don't get money out of the game. You're never going to change the game. There's only one yeah. other thing that would matter more to me. It's just much less likely. This they can get done. Yeah. Term limits. If you could get term limits
6: done, it would change our political culture for the better. Term but limits. This is nice. Term limits, uh, barring people from becoming lobbyists, and fixing the whole gerrymandering thing. Oh, I, you, I, well, that's a given, would, but could, that's at the state level. But, but you would still, even if, if you could just do it, you would still fix... Uh, would, well, I shouldn't say you would fix the entire process, but you would change the process for the better for everyone, for the betterment of the country. let put it that way. Speaking of odd couples, you know, his, I mean, he, he's going to take he's stealing your shine. Who? He's trying to take our cool relationship. You know, this whole bromance thing that we supposedly has. It's call all what mean, you want. That's all right. I call John, I, I call it professional relationship. John Kasich. John Kasich is on. John Kasich is my new bud. We talk all the time. I, I talk, talk to him, to him, him about weekend. you. He's not a big fan. Well, that's not what he says. Maybe to you. That's (laughs) that's not what he says. No, but seriously, John Kasich, listen, John Kasich and I are are like you. We come from different parts of the world. We come from different backgrounds. But I love talking to him because, as you say, your phrase, we test each other, Mm -hmm. right? And at the end of the conversation, we're going to remain friends even if we disagree. And what I like is that it's not always uh, an agree fest. So he's going to be on. We're going to talk about all the issues that are happening in Washington, uh, and the president's temper tantrum, how he feels about the Mueller speaking out. And also, Kamal Bell is going to come on to talk about Steve King. Now, his latest issue when it comes uh, to race and about different cultures contributing, that they don't contribute equally to American society. We'll discuss. Yeah, I know that is an eye roll. I'm with you on that.
0: I don't know where he had to go after he said you can't keep going with other people's babies.
6: And the uh, In America, size of cantaloupes, you know, the cat
0: cantaloupe thing. calves. Ugh. All right, yeah. I'll see you in a little see bit, my friend. You no, got a yeah, good show. We'll
6: be on after the town hall. Remember that.
0: 100%. See you, buddy. All right, bud. All right, it's a hoax. Now, you know who says that, right? It's one of the president's favorite phrases. It's so ironic, though, because he peddles hoaxes constantly. It is as if our president is almost allergic to the truth. And I hate that. I want him to do better. This isn't about criticism. And I see a moment, I see an opportunity, and I see an argument. Next. We are entering a new phase. We're waiting to see what Democrats will do. Summer is starting, and the election season is about to begin in earnest. So here's something the president can change today that will make everything better for him going forward. Literally everything. Here it is. Stop doing everything that drove the writing of this tweet. First, the facts. The only thing that is fake is this president's outrage. The Navy story is true, and he knows it. His office asked for them to do this. His attacks on the truth impress the few, but turn off the many. See, this president doesn't see what is happening around him. Exhibit A.
2: John McCain, I wasn't a fan, but I would never do a thing like that. Now, somebody did it because they thought I didn't like him, okay? And they were well-meaning, I will say.
0: Well-meaning? None of that is. You don't say you weren't a fan of a dead war hero of all times, to be honest. And the fact that someone in the White House meant well by hiding a ship's name from the president is a symptom of a sickness. They won't mention preparing for election interference or the problems with kids at the border or giving trouble information about foreign affairs. None of this is well-meaning. It has meaning. There is a culture of fear and catering to a POTUS who routinely chooses to lie. Like this.
2: There's no obstruction, there's no collusion, there's no nothing. It's nothing but a witch hunt. This is a witch hunt by the media and the Democrats, their partners. And it keeps going.
0: Interference was real. He did try to obstruct. His people did collude. There was no criminal conspiracy with Russia. Thank God for that. But never a witch hunt. Trump's folks did stupid things to gain advantage and, give advantage, and they lied about it. And so did the president. But there is a chance to change, and the president stands much to gain. Attacking the truth is killing him politically. Here's the argument. Well, first of all, easily. It's an abuse of power, and people know it. The biggest consensus about this president in this country is that he can't tell the truth. 65%. Find a number, another number that's that high about him. And they happen to be 100% right. The president wants to avoid impeachment. Here's the other part of the argument. Stop lying about what we know to be true. Here's why. The House needs people to buy in that this president should go because of what happened. I suggest it's an iffy proposition. But the more the president exhibits the same behaviors that are being examined, the more people are going to catch on. Push ideas for changing immigration. Don't lie about immigrants. Don't blame Democrats for a problem that you lied about creating. You fomented and claimed could be fixed by offense. Push policies for more jobs and better trade, but don't lie about our growth and the risk of tariffs. Don't lie to farmers. I don't accept that this president can't do things differently. I've seen him do things differently before. I watched him fall on his face and ask for money in ways and work into businesses in a way that he never had. I remember when this president wouldn't shake your hands. He was a germaphobe. Today, he shook a thousand cadets hands in the Air Force graduation. So this isn't just about doing what is right. That should be enough. But I can't see how this president wins with his numbers and support levels where they are. And the key to doing better for himself is doing better for the rest of us. That's what I have for you tonight. Thank you for watching. CNN presidential town hall. Senator Michael Bennett begins right
4: now.